0: the A1C pod, the podcast where we talk diabetes. In this podcast, we'll talk the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Alright, here we are. It is episode number one of the A1C pod, and thank you for joining me. So I was going to start episode number one with some basics on diabetes and terms you should know, but then I saw something on Twitter that uh, quickly made me change my mind on what I wanted to talk about. So what was it? What did I see? Well, uh, the president tweeted and he said, This is Joshua, he's 12 years old and living with type 1 diabetes. Like countless other Americans, his family has to pay thousands of dollars a year for insulin. It's unacceptable. With my Build Back Better agenda, we can cap co-pays at $35 for this life-saving drug. And he followed this with another tweet that said, If it costs drug companies less than $10 to make a vial of insulin, There's no reason Americans should pay over $300 for this life-saving medicine. Under my Build Back Better agenda, we can cap co-pays for insulin at $35 a month. And just to make this clear, I want you to know that this is not a partisan issue. Uh, This is something that we have been fighting across several presidential terms and uh, something that doesn't stop at party lines. And this is just, in my opinion, a basic human right, the access to insulin. So this has nothing to do with the current president or past presidents individually, um, just our system as a whole. So first, let's talk about what I agree with. So I absolutely agree that the current system is unacceptable. But I also believe that Just enacting a copay cap is also unacceptable. We have to go a lot further than that in providing access uh, to insulin. Another thing that I agree with is that if it costs $10 to make a vial of insulin or less than $10, there's no reason Americans should pay over $300. Absolutely. That is 100% fact. And uh, for some reason, we're having to go through this. Ridiculous political process in the United States um, to make it so that pharmaceutical companies can't charge us an arm and a leg. And I say that figuratively, but it can actually be taken literally as well in some situations. And that's quite sad. So, what's wrong with this? Well, there's a lot wrong, but just a Give you a basic understanding of a copay cap. Uh, this only applies to people with insurance. So, uh, if you don't have insurance, this wouldn't apply to you at all, and uh, it wouldn't help you at all. And that's a big problem, especially here in the United States, because of the number of people who don't have insurance and still can't afford insulin. So, this idea that copay capping. Uh, at $35 is a great thing, um, isn't really what it seems to be. Now, don't get me wrong, it will help people, and that is extremely important. It definitely needs to be passed, but we need to keep moving forward and do more for everyone. And just to give you an idea of what the pharmaceutical industry is doing According to the ADA, there was a 64% increase in insulin prices from 2014 to 2019. And this is the same insulin. It hasn't changed at all, but the prices have increased 64%. And why is that? Well, for one, it's because we need it to survive. So... If they know that we need it to survive, they know we're going to pay for it, and there's really nothing we can do about it. And that's one of the biggest problems in the U.S. healthcare system. And these high insulin prices cause people to ration insulin, they cause people to skip doses, people are just doing whatever they can just to survive, and it's scary. I don't know about you, but I have had to be turned away at the pharmacy counter because I couldn't afford my insulin. And I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? I need this to live. And it's horrifying. I mean, there have been stories of people having to choose whether or not they're going to feed their children or pay for their insulin. And That's not a problem that we should be having in a first-world country. The pharmaceutical companies essentially own us. I mean, they know that we need this to live. And if you can't afford it, sorry. I mean, they're they're not here to help you. They're here to make money off of you. And we have to pay for a medication, a natural hormone, to manage an unpreventable disease. And just so we're clear, insulin is just the basis for life. Uh, It's not even the only cost we have as diabetics. There are a number of other prescription costs, monetary costs that go along with this disease in addition to insulin. So this is just the very basis of what we pay for. We also pay in other ways, including our mental health, our relationships, Um, just how we interact on a daily basis can be affected sometimes by this disease. And that's, that's what I wanted to get into next is the effects of diabetes on mental health. I was diagnosed at 15 years old, and as a teenager going through high school, it completely ruined me. I didn't feel like I could be a normal kid. I didn't feel like my life was ever going to be the same. I gave up on sports. I gave up on hobbies. I pretty much gave up on everything that I loved. And it wreaked havoc on my mental health. And according to the CDC... People with diabetes are two to three times more likely to have depression. You know, this disease takes a toll on your mind and your body. We're having to make all those extra decisions every day. Think about what you eat. Think about when you're going to exercise, how hard you can exercise. We have to think about what we're going to take with us Uh, to the store, or if you're going to an amusement park, you have to think, well, can I wear my insulin pump on the ride? Do I need to take it off? Do I trust someone to hold on to this for me? I mean, this is a $5,000 medical device. I don't want to leave it behind. But there's a number of decisions that a person without diabetes uh, wouldn't even think about. And, you know, as you have this disease longer and longer, a lot of these decisions become subconscious and they just kind of happen naturally. But in those first couple years of diagnosis, things are going through your mind that you've never had to think about before. And it creates a struggle internally of how you're going to succeed in life and how you're going to have successful relationships and uh, it can be devastating. The CDC also uh, says that people with diabetes are 20% more likely to have anxiety. And women are with diabetes are two times more likely to have eating disorders. And this is something that I think a lot of people don't understand. And I think it gets glossed over a lot And that is that diabetes can lead to other health issues, not just physically, but mentally as well. And so when we think about how whenever we have all these additional choices to make, especially when it relates to food, it creates a lot of anxiety and can cause issues just with something as simple as eating. And unfortunately, it's something that a lot of people with diabetes struggle with. I know that before I was on an insulin pump and I was using uh, pins, I had to think about carrying my pins around with me everywhere and the needles and make decisions on how many needles I was going to bring. Because you may not be able to eat what you want or when you want. And then if you end up um, being out longer than you expected and your blood sugar is high, but you don't have any more needles. Well, what are you supposed to do? If you're out with your friends, you gotta tell them you gotta go. You just gotta bail and go home or wherever you have, uh, extra needles so you can take your insulin and get your sugar into an acceptable range. And you can't have any spontaneity in your life when you have diabetes, especially uh, with travel and with uh, staying out longer than expected and doing, you know, random things, because everything you do affects your blood sugar. Everything you eat affects your blood sugar. Everything you drink, the amount of walking you might do somewhere or um, being out in the sun or being dehydrated, every little thing affects what your blood sugar is. And if you're using uh, multiple daily injections, uh, you're restricted in a lot of ways on um, what you can do without having to pack a lot of extra supplies. Now, having an insulin pump does alleviate some of these spontaneity issues, but... You run into other problems where you may be out and your tubing gets caught on a door handle and suddenly gets ripped out and now you're without insulin and your blood sugar is going to start rising and there's nothing you can do about it unless you happen to have extra tubing with you and then hopefully you can have enough insulin left in your pump to where you can prime that tubing and start all over with the process. So it really doesn't matter what system you're on, there's still going to be issues and restrictions with uh, being able to be spontaneous in your daily life. So how can we alleviate some of these struggles? Well, I think it's important for us to continue learning and continue teaching. The more people understand about diabetes, the more they'll be willing to help and I think right now there's still a lot of misconceptions about diabetes, particularly type 1 diabetes, and the effects that it has on people, both mentally and physically, and just the basis of the disease, it being an unpreventable autoimmune disease that is treated by a basic human hormone, insulin, and is something that is frankly out of reach for a lot of people in terms of money, and it shouldn't be. So I think we need to continue learning and continue teaching and uh, continue bringing people into this fight with us. Well, that's all I have for you today. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for listening. Uh, please consider following on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the A1C pod. You can also find us on Patreon if you would like to support the podcast. Patreon.com slash the A1C pod. I also have a tech alert to throw in here. At the time of recording this, Tandem Diabetes has announced that you will now be able to bolus directly from your smartphone. Uh, this was just approved by the FDA, so it hasn't been released to the public yet. But it is exciting news that uh, you won't necessarily have to have your pump in a uh immediate access area on your body, you'll be able to be a little more creative with where you put it and you won't have to take it out anytime you need to bolus. So um, that's exciting for people who like to be a little more discreet with their diabetes and don't necessarily want others to know uh, that they have an insulin pump. Again, thank you for listening. I plan to release these every Thursday, about 15 to 30 minute episodes. So I hope you enjoy